Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, you are listening to Twitches. And I'm Alexa. I'm Sienna. And today we are going to be talking about a truly magnus- magnificent film. It could be that other word, too, though, also. Magnificent film. This is a malevolent. We're going to be talking about Disney movie? <laughs> even though we have not seen it. I mean, um, we may one day talk about Maleficent, but for today. Is she a witch? Yeah, I guess she I is. I think she's a, witch. a fairy, but there's definitely oh. magic in that movie. Okay. Um, anyway. But today we are not talking <laughs> False about False alarm. It, to be clear. Today we are talking about the 2006 cultural moment. Moment. That is The Covenant. A film, a story a piece of historically inaccurate fan fiction in just about every way possible. <laughs> um yeah, so this movie is bad. It's bad. I think we could say it's bad. It has a whopping 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um that being said, Sienna and I watched this movie religiously for like a handful of years sort of around the same time we were watching lord of the rings religiously we were watching this film it was like an alternate like what are we gonna watch on the sleepover is it gonna be fellowship of the ring or is it gonna be the covenant and clearly we both turned out fine so we both turned out super cool super popular we have lots of fans (laughs) yeah i mean we have like a deep connection. I, I I would argue that this might be the piece of media that we're tackling that you and I have the longest running history with. Well, yeah. I mean, it's certainly, we've watched it a lot. And just to say, we watch this movie a lot. And each time I rewatch it, I'm still unclear what the plot is. And mm-hmm. preparing for this mm-hmm. podcast, reading plot overviews of what the movie is supposed to be really cleared up a lot of questions that I just never bothered answering in our long (laughs) history of watching this movie. Oh yeah. There is literally a note on IMDb that's like, a lot of people think this is based off of like a book or a comic book, but it's not. And I'm just like, yeah, that's because people genuinely don't understand what's going on and they have to assume that like, oh, there must be more information somewhere. (laughs) Wait, did you read that comment? Because part of the reason why people think that is like part there of the was. promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> part of the promo for this movie was coming out with a comic, um, which is a li- honestly, in terms of like record level bad movies that we thoroughly enjoy, it reminds me of The Warriors a little bit in that way, in that there's like in the beginning, they like splice up pictures of like the book and like there's just a lot of cutting over sort of in the same way that in the warriors they have those like cartoon midsections that they use to transition scenes oh yeah also i mean lest we forget both of those movies are definitely for guys (laughs) they're both essentially i mean i don't know if we'd call the warriors eye candy but it does have a a young um What's his face? Dexter's dad from Dexter. You're you're on your own there with that one. 
James Raymar, I want to say is his name. The point not important. Being, We're not talking about the Yeah. <laughs> the point being, um, both of these, both of those movies, and specifically the movie we're talking about today, which is the the Covenant. They're not. Um, oh, I thought we were talking about Maleficent. <laughs> next time, next time, or maybe like many times from now, I'll add that to the list. Okay. Uh, which reminds me, if you have something, dear listener, that you would like us to talk about that has any sort of magic in it, or witches, or witchcraft, please do let us know. We have a running list, but definitely. We would like to have whatever you are thinking of added to it. You can find us at Twitch's podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and you can always email us at Twitch's podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, should we start with a little brief overview, attempt at an overview of uh, what this movie is about? Yeah, I feel like we should apologize in advance because Alexa, you did text me and say how worried you were about doing this because you were concerned that it would just turn into us yelling quotes from the movie at each other so (laughs) and oh and also um briefly for a moment there is a um there is a how did this get made podcast episode that talks about this movie um you might it might be in their archives you might have to pay to listen to it but if you do want to listen to a group of people just like tearing the ridiculousness of this movie apart by all means go check it out it's a very funny episode okay but, but we're not here to tear it apart <laughs> if you want to love to this girls, movie <laughs> <laughs> truly fangirl for this ridiculous film um for an hour you are in luck <laughs> oh my god we are not gonna make this an hour long absolutely not we're but aiming for so like 40 to no talk about <laughs> we're aiming for like 45 minutes you guys i promise i know last time ran a little long it was our first time doing a tv show so we're working on it um but i hopefully will try and keep it this a little shorter this time wow okay really limiting <laughs> what we could talk about for if this. we talk about this movie for longer than this movie runs that's unacceptable. <laughs> Which this movie is an hour and a half long and exactly halfway through it, I like looked at the progress bar to be like, this has got to be almost over. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. No. The second half of this movie drags. Um, there, but you know, it's all leading up to a really good fight scene, a magical fight scene. Um, in which, well, we'll get to it. Well, maybe we won't. But the point being, uh, <laughs> Sebastian Stan, spoiler alert, Sebastian Stan is in this movie. Uh, he does all of his own stunts in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are, I mean, the stunts do get pretty wild. I'll allow that. Um, it's, I was impressed by that. A brief uh, overview of the characters and who you will find in this movie Oh, good. I also did this, so I'll be very <laughs> interested to see how we uh, define the characters of this movie. Okay, so um, we have Sebastian Stan playing Chase Collins, who uh, transfers into the elite all-boys school where... It is not an all-boys school. Oh, shoot. No, yeah, it's not. It's a boarding school for high schoolers in their 30s. <laughs> high schoolers who are way too old to be going to high school high schoolers who have like full-on like nicotine stains on their fingers (laughs) (laughs) a five o'clock and tattoos everywhere (laughs) okay so i guess plot overview um of the film 
we have a group of four boys who are the sons of Ipswich. They the go sons to sons of Ipswich. <laughs> they it's sexy, to... right, ladies? Right, <laughs> right. They go to an elite boarding school um, in in Ipswich. Yes, it's in Ipswich, Massachusetts. Um, which you know. The story has their families as the founding families of Ipswich when they were, you know, running away from the Salem witch trials. Um, And they run away to the town of Ipswich and, you know, create a colony and grow out from there. And these four magic boys get to... um, They're definitely boys. They're not, hey, they're not adults. (laughs) They're not full-grown men. Um, And uh, they rule the school, and there are some love interests, but the most important story is that when these kids turn 18, they ascend and they get all of their magical powers, but magic is addicting. It's addictive, you moron! It's addictive, you moron! Um, So it's a, a battle between wanting to use the powers and knowing that it's more responsible not to. And um, and then a mysterious new boy shows up. And that new boy is Sebastian Stan, um, who I think was like 24 or 25 when filming this. 32, um, easily. <laughs> I, he looks the oldest of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's uh, essentially the fifth, the fifth son, the fifth family that, uh, that, ran away from the witch trials and established it Ipswich. As far as I can line. tell, it's still sort of unclear, honestly. Um, and I looked into sort of the history of Salem witch trials, and this does not match up at all. I know that's surprising. Yeah, so. we'll talk about that later. Don't you guys worry. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, I said, so I broke it down. I just defined our, our five main characters for the people listening at home so that if you haven't seen it, hopefully you can like at least sort of track these characters. So we have Caleb Danvers. He's our main character. The movie follows him. Then we have Chase Collins, Nay Putnam, who is Bucky slash the Winter Soldier from Marvel. Then we have Rogue Perry. My notes here says he uh, only writes Pogue Sienna. Sorry, Pogue, sorry. Because Pogue Rogue Perry. Is a real word. <laughs> and um and Pogue is his name. Yes, Pogue Perry, and my notes say he only rides a motorcycle once, but somehow that's his most defining feature. (laughs) Then we have Tyler Sims, a.k.a. Nate from Gossip Girl. He has four lines, so you don't need to remember him. He's also the only one who actually looks like a high schooler, like kind of, like a little bit, like an older high schooler. (laughs) And then the final of the four boys who are like brothers is Reed Garwin, and my notes, ow, ow. my notes next to him just say Draco Malfoy, TM, 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 TM. <laughs> what I love about the creation of this movie, so for like 2006, this was literally like, we're gonna, for the girls who had a crush on Draco Malfoy when the Harry Potter books started coming out and the Harry Potter movies started coming out, this is just for those young ladies who are now in high school and are still pining for Draco, but they need a grown up. Um, that would be Toby Hemingway, who is also the dude in the video for Mine by Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. Yep. Reed Garwin, Toby What's-His-Fuck. <laughs> He's here to be your weird blonde boy crush for the movie. He's Look. the bad boy of the brothers. Look, every bad boy should bleach his hair blonde at least once. Draco Malfoy, TM, 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 TM. Like, <laughs> clarify that they're a bad boy. 
I'm just saying. Yeah. So those are the four brothers and then also Chase Collins, Bucky slash the Winter Soldier. So that you guys have some reference points when we're talking about these characters as we go on. The main character, Caleb Danvers, you you might remember as the iconic character Warren Peace from Sky oh High. Oh my gosh, right. I forgot he was <laughs> we should do Sky High. I love that movie. <laughs> I don't that's not like witches magic though. That's like super superheroes. I feel like that would be opening up a new Eventually, we'll, we may need to. I'm just saying. I'll put it on the list and we'll just have it there if we need it. Can we just put it on the list for like us to watch for fun? <laughs> I feel like we could figure out some sort of loophole there. If you can think of a loophole that would make us watch Sky High and talk about it on the podcast, tweet at it's us. embarrassing how fast I automatically just thought of the loophole, which is um, the main girl character in Sky High is like a plant. Right? Plant she has witch. some witch vibes, right? Yeah. Cool. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> Oh my God, that's like, honestly, I try not to get embarrassed by much, but I just knew way too much about Sky High off the top of my head for that. Not as much as you're going to know when we record this podcast about it, (laughs) all right? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I think it's, again, important to reiterate, we're coming from a place of deep love with this movie, but also I can't in good conscience suggest if you haven't seen it yet that you should see it well we'll get to that at the end of the podcast I actually have a question for you Sienna which is when did you realize this was actually a bad movie I don't want to say when I was watching it for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but it was recent I'll say that I I can't remember when it was because our original love for this movie was not ironic. (laughs) Um, But I think also that could be attributed a lot to hormones. It is literally just five hot dudes fighting the whole movie. That's like, I feel like that's what they pitched. Actually, I wrote, I think the pitch for this movie was, this movie is constantly trying to be like, yeah, it's magic, but for dudes- yeah, well, but it's like, <laughs> but it's for teen girls, but it's for dudes. Like, it's so. Well, it was. Look, you guys, you, if you are young, you may not remember this, but there was a time when movies for teenage girls were actually still being made by old white men. <laughs> and the result was movies like this The Covenant. This is the pinnacle of old white dudes making a movie for young girls, but not wanting to make a girly movie. Let's move on. I have very limited battery life, folks. Right. Uh, Yes. So this movie is made for young girls and maybe queer men and also maybe no one at all. Also maybe just Alexa and I. (laughs) It's, um, I mean, I do think it's interesting and I looked into this a little bit. So they are definitely male witches. Yeah. They are not warlocks. They're not warlocks. They're not, they might say wizards once, but I don't, it's, it's pretty clearly themed pulling from the Salem witch trials. If Uh, you had to describe it, Alexa, would you say that it was maybe like, ooh, witchy? (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but Sebastian Stan would. (laughs) Y'all, he's easily the most successful person in this movie, which is why it is just continually wild that he's in it at all. 
we do get a solid handful of uh witch to bitch uh wordplay puns mm-hmm. boys here for we got a little bit of that in coven um here we have i'm gonna make you my weach Ugh, from sebastian stan there are parts of it watching it now there are parts of it where i think you can tell and Sebastian Stan's eyes that he knows what he's saying is silly. Is not good. Yes. <laughs> is. There's a part of me that's also like, I wonder if the people who work at Marvel saw him in this role and saw the like nuance he gives this character, even though it's a <laughs> shitty movie. He's funny. He's like a bad boy, but he's definitely still like has some charming aspects to him, but you can't ever really trust him. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's, he's as, hey. as good as this movie will <laughs> someone be. Exactly. He's as good as we're going to get here. Um, I also wrote that my other note for this movie is just, it feels like every line of this movie has been 80 yard. And what? 80 yard. I don't know what that means. Um, it's basically like, it feels like every, every line of this movie was voiced over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did notice that too. It is, Sorry. I don't I'm know not, how... Like, <laughs> I don't know what the like record like setup was, but it literally feels like every single line someone is actually speaking behind the camera or like in a microphone in a booth later. Yeah, and there's more than one time where it's just like a like less than a quarter second off, but like still a little off. There are moments where it doesn't quite line up. But that and doesn't thank goodness. not a good movie, you guys. <laughs> no, it's everything else that makes it not a good movie. <laughs> goodness. Okay. Uh, okay. I feel like if we let ourselves, we'll get really, really trapped in talking about this movie. So and trapped. again, but I did want to focus on the magic more than how so, the cinematic mastery. Speaking of the magic, I did want to circle back around to that like witches warlocks thing because I I actually did a little reading. I did a little Ooh, reading. Okay, well let's quickly we'll move into the next room of our shotgun house. We're gonna talk about the magic. Shoot. Welcome. Welcome to the next room. I like um, when you talk about the magic because it comes from like a history-based place. Yes, that's the only way I know how to talk about it. Um so I did a little reading because in my mind, I, and I'm sure this is like Harry Potter imprinting, but I was always like, witches are women and warlocks and wizards are dudes. And so well, I went into I mean, it. Roll Dahl, he told us that only witches could only be, women witches. could only be witches. So. That is also true. So, um, so I went into it originally being like, what's the difference between a wizard and a warlock? Because I know witches are ladies. Um, and got schooled, got fully schooled. Yeah, she did. Um, so I am going to read some little brief definitions from a website called wiccadaily.com. This will uh, also be good as a reference point for the rest of the series. If you as a listener don't know that much about it, hopefully you can learn a little bit more about the spooky universe. Yes. Okay. So we have our definitions from wiccadaily.com. And to start, a witch is someone who practices witchcraft. Period. End of list. Could be a dude. Could be a lady. Jeez, rolled all. Yeah. Wiccadaily says uh, this can be anyone, and this doesn't call for a natural or inborn ability. 
this title is for both male and female practitioners. So a witch is someone who practices witchcraft. Easy peasy. Um, so this movie actually got it right. Dudes can be yeah. witches. Um, also, just so if you're listening out there, hopefully, one, this is helpful to you. And two, if that like broadens your perspective and you think of a new thing that you want us to talk about, tell us. Yes, please. So then next we have a wizard. And a wizard... To sum up what Wikidaily has here, a wizard is basically like a math witch, <laughs> a science witch. Um, so male or female uh, who have extraordinary gifts, they are well-respected and nope, that's a typo, Wikidaily. They are well-respected and prominent due to their special skills and abilities. Wizards usually apply science and mathematics into the mix and have laboratories and are known for alchemy. So wizards science witch according to wikidaily warlock so they want to be clear that all male witches are not warlocks but Mm. warlocks specifically are evil male witches Mm. this is the square rectangle thing yes so you can have like a perfectly nice dude witch he's not a warlock but evil male witches are warlocks they practice dark arts they're (laughs) <laughs> he is a traitor, a scoundrel, and a liar. <laughs> so um, arguably in this movie, we're looking at four male witches and then maybe one warlock because Chase Collins is a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say that is accurate. He has turned to the to the dark side. And as this definition says, uh, he will form alliances with anyone if it's to his benefit or to the benefit of the dark arts. So that you know, he eventually gets his dad to will his superpowers to him. He's just a bad dude. I mean, um, our main character also gets his dad to will his powers to him. So, like, there is some gray area that. Okay. But here's the gray area. So, our main character gets the powers from his dad. And then as he's driving away at the end of the movie, he just needlessly, magically fixes his windshield. And I feel like the movie's trying to say, like, oh, is he more cavalier about magic now, even though it's addicting now that he has all this magic? like Which is the whole <laughs> argument of the oh. movie. <laughs> I will say, y'all, I think they were definitely setting up for a sequel here that we never got. So I'd still watch it. I'd still oh, go. Oh, 100%. But there's no way they could afford Sebastian Stan anymore. Oh, man. Also, you well, know so- that Draco Malfoy boy has probably not aged well. Um... Can confirm. Did look him up. <laughs> lasting Draco Malfoy bad boy crush. Um, but they could still look. You know what's interesting? <laughs> I was just thinking about this. When we were watching these movies and we were in high school and obsessed with it, mm-hmm. this might be one of the few media formats where you and I had the same crush. For the most part, we usually liked different people, but we both liked Draco Malfoy TM, 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 TM in this movie. Wait. I did not know that about you. I think it's because I didn't want to fight about it, so I just never told you. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, I think it's I think part of that is because even as someone who watched this movie so many times, I couldn't tell the difference between mm-hmm. the, the main character <laughs> and Nate from Gossip Girl. In first so long like we mm-hmm. I don't know, we were clearly just watching this movie for the for the swimming for the uh, and the dude locker room scene because I distinctly remember 
not being able to tell multiple characters apart. Yeah. And also and maybe Chase one of Collins. And that's the one you have a crush on. <laughs> and then the long-haired guy. So we have our long-haired guy, which is Pogue. But then the, the bad guy, like the jock high school asshole is also a long-haired guy. So there was confusion there as well. Yes. Just, they just, they took a bunch of people who were very 2005, 2006 hot and they put them all in this movie, but it's all the same kind of hot. So they sort of, that's, that's on them. That good, that. good wax chest hot. <laughs> there were just fully wax chests across the board and one earring that I saw. So <laughs> that's the bad boy, right? That's Draco Malfoy, TM, TM, TM. Of course. Who else would have the earring? He's the well, bad it could boy. be it could be Pogue, except for unfortunately, all we know about him is that he rides a motorcycle. Um, Sienna, did you know that Pogue also rides a motorcycle? Because I don't think you, <laughs> I don't I don't know if you knew that, but that is the only thing. Even though he only rides it once, he's constantly in leather jackets and holding like helmets. Jacket on. <laughs> jacket on. Um, <laughs> this movie. It's great. I also had the theory, so I rewatched this movie twice for this podcast, and I also had the theory that maybe That's the reason you. that Pogue doesn't speak that much is because he has an extreme, this movie was filmed in Canada, he has an extremely thick Canadian accent, and every time he spoke, I just kept being like, maybe that's why he didn't talk that much. Maybe they were just like, no, we, ne- we really need this movie to play American. Wait, does, I like didn't even notice, that's, um, that guy was in, uh, Friday Night Lights. Yes. So I guess he overcame whatever accent. Maybe he was just speaking really affectedly for this film. Yeah. I mean, they were filming in Canada, so maybe they like (laughs) got that vibe. But yes, it's Taylor Kitsch for all you Friday Night Light fans out there. He plays um, the the bad boy of Friday Night Lights, I believe, right? Riggins. I have never watched a single episode of Friday Night Lights. Anyway, let's get back to talking about the magic of this movie. I think it's really awesome because um, when I was doing research on the magic of the movie, I legitimately was impressed. Like, Really? It shouldn't be. Look, it's not good. I, again, I don't want to say it's like well-researched or like accurate, but I was shocked because so like what? Oh, every week or every two weeks, we try and find like the magic that's specific to this story, right? So like this has a lot of like, like goo bubble magic, but not like a lot of (laughs) individualized magic. You're right. They fight with goo bubbles. (laughs) But one of the things they have that is really individual to the movie is spiders. Like spider magic is very prevalent in this movie. And I was looking it up and I was genuinely so they have a spell in this movie it's called the spell of creation in the movie it's a spell where you get covered in spider bites that yeah that seems to be it um i wrote down a lot of notes about this because i was like wait hold on if the spider the first spider that we as the audience see crawls into the blonde girl's head then why is it the roommate that gets covered in spider bites and has the spell of creation on her but we don't need to spend time thinking about that because it doesn't ever get explained at all yeah i think you're you're wanting too much 
from a film that didn't offer it. Exactly. Uh, but one of the things I did like was when I was looking up spell of creation and trying to see like, is this a thing? Is that a thing? First of all, it's worth noting that actually the spell of creation is a poem by Kathleen Jesse Rain. But in this, again, in this movie, not a poem, definitely a weird spider spell. And one of the things I found out that spider magic is like a very real thing and that spinning webs is consistently associated with creation and also with fears and phobias. So like the way that they used it in this movie is based at the very least in some sort of factual idea, you know? Well, good. Nice. I mean, they, it's, it's, seems like they did a little research trying to make this movie. I mean, they kind of, they Wikipedia researched this movie, I think probably, right? Probably. They were like, okay, so spiders, fear, whatever, uh, creation. All right. Those are all words that we saw on the page together. (laughs) That's done. Um, Ipswich, Salem, uh, John Proctor, boom, all words on a page. (laughs) Done. Make it a movie. Um, it yeah. does. It really feels like they went, it's, it's bud, buzzword magic, which I feel like is something we'll probably see with some frequency here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also said the only other like really kind of individual sort of magic in this movie is uh, something that they call a darkling. Oh, yeah. But Did you, I didn't read up on those, but I was kind of like, that seems like it could be real. So I tried to, but the reality is the movie like doesn't really give us enough information on what they are for me to like <laughs> accurately research it to see if it's something that could be found elsewhere. Um, in the movie, it's a dead kid who's sent to our main characters as like a threat, essentially. I Okay, so it's a threat. It's not just like a, you're close to ascending, so dead people are going to show up. See, I don't know, because he says, he's like, we don't know because the movie doesn't know. (laughs) Yeah, because then there's the argument of like, you were using last night. He's like, I didn't use last night. I didn't use later. (laughs) Yeah, but using would have been to send the Darkling, right? Uh, Oh, I thought that was in reference to uh the blonde girl being like there is a spooky ghost in the shower oh okay well while we're here we can talk about the fact that the whole reason so there's like a spooky ghost in the shower it's never addressed we never find out who it is like (laughs) at all it could genuinely be draco malfoy tm 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 or sebastian stan but it doesn't matter because we never know and also after the ghosty shower scene it immediately cuts to caleb the main character like in bed sweating so it's like was it him was him was him we don't know was him? we don't know <laughs> uh but it's interesting because the whole reason they added the cgi smoke is because the woman in this movie did full frontal for this movie guys and so they were like yeah we had to make cgi fog because we couldn't show a fully nude woman in a 2006 movie about male witches i thought the cgi fog thing because i read that too but i thought that was the the dude the dude shower scene that they added it ah maybe it was maybe it was both i feel like everybody was down for full frontal in this movie for some god unknown reason she was definitely like naked in that shower yes and he was definitely naked in that sweaty delicious gym room (laughs) 
<laughs> that scene is crazy. <laughs> it is. Um, if you like, if you like Alexa and I enjoy shirtless, hairless men, <laughs> you should watch this movie. You should watch this movie. They are fully grown men, so there's nothing weird about it except for the occasional reminder that they're supposed to be in high school. <laughs> um, is there were there any other like magic or history? I mean, obviously, this movie again, it's a lot of buzzword magic where it's like they kind of took the history of Ipswich, the last names for all the characters like Danvers and um, like Garwin, those are all towns, like small towns near Salem. Um, but it's just, yeah, it seems like maybe they just kind of like highlighted and were like, oh, I like these names. Yeah. From a historic perspective, I did want it. I, as I was looking into it, I did want it to have more to do with the actual history. And I, I think if it were made now, I think maybe they'd like pay more attention to the history and try and pull some of that in because I wanted it to be you know, I wanted the last names to actually be the last names of the founding people or something like that, but there's just not a lot of accurate historical tie-in. There's no Putnam Barn, even though I wanted there to be, there's like a John Winthrop house that sort of looks like it, but. Sorry, everybody. We can only do the research they give us to do. <laughs> also, like going off that note for a history lesson. <laughs> going off that note, um, with like talking about the Darkling and stuff like that. I think honestly, I think we'll probably have a better opportunity to talk about that in future magic. Darkling as a term exists. It's just it's very broad, and the Darklings in these this movie is also very broad. So it's kind of hard to like pin down what I meant to be. <laughs> sharing with you guys as listeners. If you have insight, let us know. Um, if you worked on The Covenant, I feel like it is somehow possible that you might be listening to this. So like, please do reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Let us know. We have questions that need answers. We have so many questions and we won't even ask questions about like the acting. We will just ask questions about the magic. Um, I have no questions about the acting. It's flawless. It's a very good point. Um, well, we- yeah. Should we move into our third the third room of our shotgun house should we do the debate room as it were i'm ready if we walk in this time so we have our podium set up in our debate room you guys as you guys know we walk with our microphones from room to room of this house (laughs) almost silently which is really impressive uh we get in here we've got our two podiums uh they both have pictures of draco malfoy tm 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 on them uh and now it's time to debate some of the questions that we had from this movie. I think this movie will be a great baseline if you, Alexa, or you, the listener, have been struggling with the question, is the magic of this story believable and are the witches of this story believable? I feel like this will be a good baseline to understand what no looks like for those. (laughs) Um, Am I supposed to argue with that? Because... I, I mean, I don't know. Do you think the magic or the witches of this story are believable? Um, sure. I'll take the pros <laughs> on this one. Um, Let's start with magic. Do you think okay. the magic of this story is believable? I'm over here, t- team hard no. The idea of like magic as addiction, it's like not well enough thought out and all of the spells are all over the place and there seems to be no like 
again, they fight with like magical goo bubbles. It's just not great for me. So here are the elements that I do find believable and that I do like. Um, They use the sort of trope of a sacred text. So they have a book, a magical book um, that's kept, you know, in a secret underground lair that they visit once to look at the book. Um, So they have a magic book that's... Well, they visit it once and then also they do use it a lot in the opening number. Right, right, right. In the beginning where it's flashing through pages to briefly describe what you're about to see. It just highlights the sentence that's like, (laughs) and then you ascend over and over again. This is one of those movies where you, there's so much in it that has no plot relevance or importance, but it's also one of those movies where if you miss one flash of a page in the beginning or one weird eye look between characters. Nothing will make sense. We miss the entire plot. Like it's um it's a precarious balance. Um but magically, sure. I mean I think it's great that they have male witches going on. Um a little representation, a little explanation. That will be our next question. Do you think do you think the witches of this story are believable? Which I also stand on team no because it's 30-year-old men in high school and I just like struggle with that. So I'll say yes. Um and if we subscribe to the magic is an addictive substance it's like a substance that you can abuse um i think we have a good spectrum of different views of how that sort of magic would be um would be used or abused by a group of male witches who are theoretically in high school Ooh, and also um, magic as an addictive substance. Buffy does it as well with Willow. So do we not buy it there or do we think it's more well, believable? Um, I don't really buy it there either. We can talk about that when, if we ever get to Buffy. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, I think pretty widely not here's, loved as a plot line. <laughs> here's my question. If Buffy does it and the covenant has it as well. There's got it's got to be rooted in something, right? I'll, I I mean I haven't I didn't do any research on magic as like an addictive substance, but that could be maybe yeah. that's a thing. I'll maybe that's a, a trope. But yeah, I think that's <laughs> a good call out, and we can definitely look into that, and we'll keep you guys posted um, on if that's something that exists in reality. I think it's more along the lines. I think it's meant to be sort of a absolute power corrupts absolutely thing and less of a like literal one-to-one heroine sort of dynamic, but fair. Um, but I think in many ways, I think the characters in this movie aren't believable, which makes it hard for them as witches then to be believable because, you know, they do I mean, things like- Can't you just see that happening behind scenes as one of the, you know, impossibly hot actors goes up to the, to the director and it's like, I just don't know if this is really believable for my character. And then the director is just like, you don't have to be believable. You just have to be hot. 
And it was Pogue, and they were like, get on that motorcycle and shut up. <laughs> and immediately crash. The one time you ride some The one time you are allowed to be on a motorcycle, we are going to make if, you get in a horrific accident. What if behind the scenes in this, in this world that they've created, Pogue just always walks his motorcycle everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> that okay. would be great. That was dumb. But um, like are a, there any other, I mean, there's just, there's not a lot to debate in this movie, you guys, because there's just not a lot to this movie, you guys. Um, look, <laughs> I don't, it's really hard to defend. We're biased because we spent so many weekends where this was the movie of choice. So yeah, let's do, let's end with, um, We'll, we'll, as we're leaving the debate room, we can turn to each other and be like, hey, hey, Alexa, would you have people watch this movie? Um, under specific circumstances, absolutely. Um, and a group of your fun friends, sure. Um, with like cinephiles who take film very seriously, probably not. Um, but <laughs> I'm just... And I actually, I told you this before, but if there were like an Alamo draft house version of going to see this movie in theaters and kind of yelling out the ridiculous, the most Harry ridiculous Potter life, can kiss my ass. Um, then I would say definitely go to that and, you know, dress up and have a blast. What about you? I mean... I would say if you've seen it before, rewatch it and enjoy it from that place. If you haven't seen it yet and you are not currently at whatever age you are, if you're not into hairless men, maybe <laughs> I would say maybe don't because it will just be hard for you to get invested. I will say on the counterpoint of that though, if you're into hairless women, of course, because these are high school students, they consistently just walk around in lingerie and or nude. So yeah. it is, there's something, I guess there's something for everyone in this movie, you know? Yep. Oh God. These, these high schoolers, these high schoolers going to bars and hanging out in lingerie with each other. I just, what a film. What a, fil a film. Film is the right word for this. For I mean, sure. Absolutely. I will also say it's worth noting, even though like, I think anyone you ask who's seen this movie will be like, ha ha, yeah. Like no one's going to argue it was an amazing movie, but it was number one in the US box office on its opening weekend. Like this movie was successful. <laughs> I wonder what else came out that weekend. I mean, we were definitely there. Like we saw this opening weekend, right? I think so. I honestly have like a distinct memory of like reading the review in the Philadelphia newspaper or wherever. Um, and it we get a wrap up. Like, this isn't that good. And me being like, let's go see. This. <laughs> I mean, look, whatever they did, they did it well enough that we're still talking about this movie like 15 years later. So good for them.
And we'll still be talking about it 15 years from now. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs> um, so again, feel free to reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. Our next episode, we're going to do like a FAQ Q&A. Um, so if you have questions about like being twins or twins in magic or magic or twins or witches or twitches <laughs> or anything like that, um, send them our way because we want to answer your stories. We'll be sure to give you or your questions. Um, we'll be sure to give you a shout out and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. And don't do love spells. Don't do love spells. We'll see you next week. <laughs>